Hi, I'm Jessie, your host of the Jessie Williams podcast. I'm an entrepreneur and business mentor bringing you fun and thought-provoking conversations around money, wellness, business, life, and personal development. This is the space where humor meets depth and no topic is off limits. Let's fuck shit up. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Jesse Williams podcast and not just any episode, another episode of Spill the Tea. And today we are having you guys spill the tea again and we sat with the theme that we wanted and we're going with embarrassing moments. So we're, and we're, this is our first podcast with the three of us. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I like it. We've got Nat, we've got Mads, we've got J-Dumps, we've got the whole team here and we're just going to get straight into it. So we've, um, we basically put out to you guys to share some of your embarrassing moments and it's funny because we want to have a fucking laugh. Like I just know we're, we're going to laugh at a couple. We might share some of our own with you guys as well, but we were actually having a conversation earlier around how often when we drop things for spill the tea, you know, there's a lot of responses, there's a lot of engagement and there was actually a lot less engagement this time. And it was interesting because from that, something we wanted to have a conversation about whilst it's going to be a funny episode and it's going to be light, we also wanted to bring forward a conversation around shame, right? And and we really noticed, isn't it interesting how many less responses we got because it actually required people to be vulnerable, even though they knew it was anonymous, like the part of themselves that couldn't even bring forward to share that story. So that was just something that we found was very interesting. But I reckon we can get straight into the episode. Yeah. 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 Yep. Do you want to read the first one? Yeah, I might kick us off. So okay. we've got some um, that were submitted uh, anonymously. So we did ask for for all the details like we want to set the scene we want to be there right with you yeah. so there's a couple of um long ones but bear with us and these will set the scene and then we will go from there so first up I was on my son's grade three camp and my activity group including teachers dared me to go on the giant swing I hate heights but when it's your child you don't want to let them down so I decided to a good lesson to teach myself by pushing past my fear. I got harnessed up wearing active wear leggings. I got clipped in and they started pulling the rope for me to reach the top. I was at the top and the leader tugged the rope to let me go flying. I was flung. I forgot where I was and my beautiful colourful language went flying out my mouth the way I went flying through the air. To make matters worse, it was filmed and when I got off, I ended up puking from adrenaline and fear. I can't walk into the school the same way I once did and the teachers think it's funny. I'm mortified. How how old did she did she say how old her kids were? Year three camp. Year three. So she's there's a bunch of like what nine, ten year olds yeah. watching her and she's just done the old chuck chuck And I actually have empathy for this person because I have a massive it's not even a phobia, I just like can't handle the feeling of my tummy dropping. I don't know if I've shared love that, with that feeling. Oh, so you no, don't go on I roller coasters? That. No, absolutely fucking not. And like, I like, I, I love, so I'm going to contradict myself. I love roller coasters, but I hate my tummy dropping. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I've hit a gold mine when I go to somewhere. Um, and there was some of this like in America at like Universal Studios and Disney World and stuff. Roller coasters that are fast or they like whip side to side, but they don't go, have, 
have huge drops, that's I'm living my best dream, living my absolute best life. Like if you can get me on something that's going to go fast, kind of whip me around, go sideways, I'm all for that. You want the Scooby Doo? I was just about. I was waiting for her to stop talking. Really, I've never been on the Scooby Doo ride. In Queensland, no. Movie World. I, I know. Oh my god, Han, you're missing it? out. Really? It's a roller coaster, and you go through tunnels. It's like dark. Things will jump out at you a little bit, but you're in like a little cart, and it's just jung, 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 and then all of a sudden you go down, you go across. It's that's my dream. Yeah, you would love it. I would probably go on ten times. Um, ten bonding my- day. That was my fave. And I then I remember going A-proof. back as an adult and I was like, low-key, a little bit disappointed. I think I'd built the Scooby-Doo right up in my head so much. But yeah, you would be good for that one. It's not like the, is it the lethal weapon that takes you like upside down and everywhere? Or the giant drop when it just drops. Yeah. yeah. Though it was really interesting because when I was in, um, when I went to America, um, which I think was in like 2016, and um, I went to Orlando and... Fun fact, there's obviously there's a lot of Disneyland's all over the world, right? There's like Disneyland Paris, there's Disneyland Tokyo, there's all the Disneyland's. However, Disney in Orlando, it's not Disneyland, it's Disney World. So they have like more than one. They've got the traditional theme park, which has like the Disney princess, princesses and things like that. They've got Epcot. They've got like a animal one. They've just got all these ones. And so we spent like a couple of days going between all the worlds and I started getting on more rides, more rides, more rides. And even though I didn't like the feeling of my tummy dropping, I was start, starting to get used to it. And then they have one ride there called Mount Everest. And it's this ride and you go up and up and up and it's all fast. And like the whole facade of it, I was having the time of my life and then you go up this mountain and like when you're in this theme park the mountain looks like a huge snowy mountain like it's huge and um you get all the way to the top and then all of a sudden there's the rails of like kind of looks like a train track and the rails and it kind of comes up into the air and then it's like snapped and broken so you come up and then you stop because you're about to go over the edge per se and I'm like then you hear the tracks moving. I'm like, fuck me. What's, <laughs> what's about, what's to, about happen? to happen? All of a sudden it goes backwards, back down the whole mountain. And I shit you not, I screamed and I only stopped screaming to take an inhalation to keep screaming. <laughs> like I, it was, it was traumatizing, but I got off and I was almost like, I could do that again. But then, then. Like it was like two years later by the time I got to another theme park and I was like re-traumatized again and I couldn't Mm. do it. I need to like desensitize myself. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's with the tummy dropping feeling for me. I'm like, I think I enjoy it because I know it's come from thrill. Like a lot of, like it's that connection of like, it's happened. I don't know how comfortable I felt at the time, but I'm like afterwards, I'm like, there's that adrenaline. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I've even considered getting... This just shows how my mind works. I've considered getting hypnosis to like that feeling because I want to like it. Yeah. Like uh, even I, I can't go skydiving, not because of the heights mm-hmm. thing, because I'm afraid that when I jump out, my tummy will drop the whole way down. And a couple of people have said to me, no, it doesn't because it's like two seconds. It drops for two seconds, but then the pressure and from the, the air against you, like all the air is pushing against your belly. So it doesn't feel like you're dropping. It mm. feels like you're forced against air it's a different feeling and they're like it doesn't like there's a two second drop when you first drop out the plane and then even before your parachute it's like fine and I'm like but what if I was an exception (laughs) honey you're not that special (laughs) (laughs) but that's my I, I just can't can't risk it can't risk it yeah hang on just quickly going backwards to that one yeah how would you feel if like that happened to you like it's one of those things that it's 
like the kids would probably think you're the coolest person ever and would just be like, think it was so funny being so young. They probably it, would be like, yo, your mum's a fucking badass. Yeah. Like she's funny. Yeah. Especially yeah. the colourful language. Like when kids hear someone swear, they're like, oh, you just said a naughty word. Like, yeah. Yeah. I reckon that they like, they would, I, I reckon the embarrassment's not from the kids, it's from the teachers. Yep. Yeah. 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 But yep. then also like if I was to see that, like, to be honest, I would think it's fucking hilarious at yeah. the time. Like, yeah. it's one of those things. But I'm not going to hold it against someone forever. Like, mm. so I feel like, yeah, the shame that this person is holding, it's possibly just she's also projecting it on to the other teachers and stuff that she's seeing because yeah. she's still holding shame around what mm-hmm. happened. It's not actually that they care anymore. Yeah. Really. I have a giant swing story. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> so I feel like mine was like maybe grade three camp as well. I feel like grade three is where you do the giant swing camps. Anyway. Yeah. About grade three and I went on a giant swing and I was watching people and this is before I knew that I didn't like my tummy dropping. So mm-hmm. I my fun fact, I'd never been to a theme park as a child. Like it's just not something my family's ever did. Like we – I never even went on a – like oh, well, I would have when I was really little. But we didn't go to like Queensland and things like that as a family and like theme parks and stuff like that. We were like a Murray go skiing. That was like our family activity. And so I had never done anything to give me that opportunity for a full tummy drop. And so I'm like so excited for this, the giant swing, just absolutely pumped seeing people go and like everyone was going and they're like, woo, or they would scream. And that was just what it was. It was either woo or a scream, right? Anyway, I get up there, get all the way up to the top. I'm so pumped and I'm just waiting. And like, I remember seeing all my friends' faces, like they're, they're down there, they're looking up at me. They're so ready. Like, is she going to be a woo girl? Is she going to scream? <laughs> and they pull the cord. And the noise that came out of my mouth was, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I just went, ugh. <laughs> and I just, I went all floppy. <laughs> you just literally dropped. I went floppy and I just and let my, pass I, out? No, I didn't pass out, oh. but I went limp. <laughs> <laughs> You like that, you know, that um, balloon at the tyre shop? That was me. And I just let myself, I just became victim to the swing. <laughs> and I just let it take me. And I remember just swinging back and forth being like, get me the fuck off this thing. And then I got down and everyone was quiet. Like no one, everyone just like, we just didn't speak about it. It's <laughs> even worse. I know. It was like the elephant in the room where everyone's like, okay, so that didn't happen. Uh, who Moving on now. Yeah. yeah that was, now there's that was three noises. There's woo, there's a scream and there's ugh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, ugh, girl. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. All right. I am going to read out the next one. Okay. All right. So I was constipated for a couple of days. <laughs> I feel like been there. Yeah. I feel like you already know where this is heading. Um, So I did some research and found that beetroot juice would help get things moving. I had a glass and off to work I went, all fine and well until the drive home. I was halfway home before I had an increasingly massive urge to go to the bathroom. I was going to take the closest exit off the highway to use a shopping centre bathroom, but of course, the nature of an embarrassing story, it didn't go to plan. I was 200 metres from the shopping centre and apparently my body lost control. Yes, I shut myself in my car. Not my favourite moment, but a massive lesson learnt. You don't need to consume 300ml of beetroot juice just to get things moving. But I mean, hey, it worked. (laughs) Fucking hell. Can you imagine that happening and still just sitting in it? Like, you're like, oh, well, I've made my bed. I've got to... (laughs) 
Can you imagine the smell in your car? And like, like what do you do? Space? Like, do you go into the shopping center and buy extra pants, or do you just go home to the company? I feel like go you just home. go home. You I would have stri- stripped myself probably. Like, but and then, then just but driven then home if, with no pants. But on. if you didn't have toilet paper or anything, and you strip your pants. Oh, that's a disaster, oh. Wayne. I feel like I would have just sat in it. I, I, I would be like, I'm not going to move. Like, I'm not going to move a muscle. I'm just going to just drive and then I'll just get straight in the shower. Mm. Probably with my clothes still on. I feel like, I don't know. And I guess it, I think we've got to make the assumption that it wasn't just like a little pebble or something because yeah. after that much of a build-up. She build wanted up, things moving. It was, yeah. yeah. There was nothing solid mm. in her pants. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm imagining a little bit of liquids came out of her butt. Yeah, but I'm like, I'd. Change. I'm a manual driver. I change gears, and I'm like oh, the thought you'd of be slushing the thought around. of yeah. So I think I'd have to just wherever it's happened, just pull over, like strip myself, use the end of my pants oh to my just God. tidy myself up a bit. Put it probably what out if the you window. Got, what if you got pulled over <laughs> by a police officer? <laughs> and it's their and lucky they day. They pulled you over. The window comes down. They see that you're completely normal up top, naked on the bottom, <laughs> and your car smells like shit. Excuse me, ma'am. Can you get out of your vehicle, please? <laughs> It'd probably be more likely that you'd see that there's been a car chase. Woman refuses oh to God. pull over. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Yeah. Or a speeding ticket trying to get to the supermarket to go to the toilet. Yeah. Have either of you weed or pooed your pants in public? No. No. Uh, Why are you laughing then? <laughs> Because my story that I told you earlier, not in public. Okay, though. yeah, you can share that story. Okay, oh, here we go. When I was, uh, it was like very early primary school, I was always a little bit, not a naughty kid, but I just never got like the chocolates when the teachers would reward you in class for being good or whatever. And so I went on a little phase of stealing things. And so one, I would go in, I'd be helping the teacher after class and she would leave and I'd just keep packing up the room and stuff. And that was like each day I was like stealing a little, I think it was a um, Milky Way from underneath her desk. Classic. Yeah. And one day I got caught. So she waited in like the little room next to me and caught me and she's walked in and she was like, oh, what are you doing? And she was lovely about it, but knowing that I was going to obviously have to admit it. And I remember just standing there talking to her like bright red and I went myself. (laughs) And she's, I just remember her looking at me going, oh, and then I think she felt a little bit bad. So um, you got so frightened. Yeah. Like it was just like, that was where my control just How old no were control. You? Oh, like a very early primary yeah. school. And then, yeah, she was just like, okay, well, don't do it again. Go clean yourself up. And I'm like, okay, thank you. It wasn't like full, like, yeah. wet my, but it was like a little bit that it was like running down my legs. legs. Like <laughs> oh she knew. Gosh. Yeah. I, um, I was someone that like, whilst I wasn't like a late bedwetter like nightly bedwetter I I did have an experience where beyond when kids shouldn't wet their bed that every now and again I would have a dream where I was going to the toilet and when I would have those dreams I would wet the bed Mm. it used to fucking frustrate me and I remember having like my first sleepover at a friend's house and I probably would have been like I would have been like prep or grade one and like whilst like I'm talking out of like how often it would happen would be so little but there was still the possibility in my mind it could happen. Like I was like, what if I have that fucking dream and I mm-hmm. wet my bed? And I remember saying to my friend, like, 
sometimes I wet the bed. So like, what do we do about it? I remember having to tell her and us like laying down all these towels for me in case I fucking wet the bed. And But having to be like, yes, I still wet the bed sometimes. And then obviously in the morning I hadn't wet the bed because it was like the chance of it happening was so slim. But it was still, I remember like the shame and the embarrassment of even having to tell her as an option because I would have rather told her and be prepared than not told her and it happened and mm, then me yeah. dealing with the repercussions. So I remember just being so embarrassed and being like, hey, I have to just like tell you something. And then I just remember laying the towels down. I'm like, fuck's sake, body. Like, can you just get your shit together? Yeah. Do you know what? I'm actually like, I'm proud of you for actually telling her because like, if that was me, I think I would make my mum tell her mum and then her mum can put the towels on and not t- show my friend. Like, <laughs> good on you. Yeah. I'd yeah. wear a nappy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they make nappies that big. <laughs> Oh they, of God. course they do for yeah. pregnant women. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. Yeah. true. I don't actually have or old people. Yeah, with incontinence issues. Yeah, well, they've got what period undies now as well. Like we're all set. They're they're great. I love them. They're I'm, great. I'm, I advocate for them. Yeah, like, I I've bought extra pairs. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Well, I don't have a poo or a wee story, but I do have a vomiting story, which is a little bit similar to the girl driving home. I was also in my car. And I had unknowingly taken some pain medication that my grandma had given me and went to work. I had a really sore tummy, so I took some medication. And then in the afternoon, I was like, this is, I'm not feeling any better. I was getting drowsy. I was just in all sorts. I told my colleagues, I'm like, I'm really not feeling well. And then I looked at the box and realized it was prescription medication. It wasn't just off the counter. <laughs> Not just some Panadol. <laughs> it wasn't just some Panadol or Nurofen. So I then had to go to the doctors. I got my grandma to drive to my work to pick me up. This was years ago to take me to the doctors. And then I said to the um, lady, I was like, oh, I'm having really bad tummy issues. I've just taken some pain medication. And then she's like, oh, what did you take? And I'm like, well, <laughs> about that. <laughs> this is what I've taken. I've shown her the box and she's like... Oh my God. She was like, you need to like try and be sick. Like this isn't good. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, so there is a reason I'm feeling nauseous. It's because of this medication, not because of my tummy issues. So that was all good. I was just like guzzling water, just trying to like make myself sick. But I was like, no, do you know what? I feel heaps better now. I went back to work, finished out the day at work. And then I was like, oh, I'll drive home. And I was actually going to my partner's that night. And I'm like, do you know what? I'm feeling so much better now. I'll just drive to his place. I'm mid-driving home, the nausea kicks in again. And I was like, oh no, I'm on a freeway, bumper to bumper, after work, traffic. I'm like, what am I going to do? I grab a bag in my back seat and I was like, oh, perfect, grab this. So I'm like driving, head in my bag, vomiting at the same time. Felt so much better after I vomited. I was like, oh, I finally got it out. I'm all good now. And then I'm like, why is my pants all wet? I didn't realise the bag I had grabbed was a paper bag. Oh my god! All seeped through. I was like, "Oh my god!" I had vomit all over me by this stage. I got to his house eventually. Walked in the door. I'm like, "I need a shower." (laughs) Oh, how long had you been with your partner by this time? A few years. Oh, okay, that's okay. Imagine it was like a fresh, fresh relationship. You'd actually be like, "Hey, just pulled up in your driveway. (laughs) I'm gonna leave." Like he was like 45 minutes from my house as well. Like it was just, it was, it wasn't a turnaround situation. I needed to get in the shower. I feel like, Mm -hmm. like even that is probably like you having to hold the, you know, 
even though it was an accident, you know where doctors and people like that, they can question you and be like, mm, was it an accident? Like, you know, just all those things. And it's like, yes, I actually just took this and said just the whole, the whole yep. thing. Yeah, I was probably 24, so I definitely should have known better. But yeah, my grandma was giving me medication. I wasn't going to question it. (laughs) I remember um, when I was, I was with my ex-partner at this time and um, I don't, I don't remember. Maybe I was with Oscar. I don't remember. It was ages ago Um, and I had to get a colonoscopy. So it was either Oscar at the very, very, very start of our relationship, which like maybe it actually was. Actually, I feel like it was. I feel like we hadn't been together long at all. And he stayed over every night or I stayed at his house or something like that. Oh, actually, maybe I was living with his dad at this point. Sorry, my brain's jumping all over the place. <laughs> I think we we had moved in together with his dad and then I had to get a colonoscopy. And anyone who's had a colonoscopy mm-hmm. or gastroscopy, there's yep. a whole prep. There's yep, okay. a whole thing. So you have to fast for, I don't know, like a long time, like longer than most things. You can't eat or drink anything. Like 48 hours or something. Like something have insane, have, like 24 maybe. But even leading up to that, you can only have white foods and clear foods. Foods, yeah. And then, and then you can't eat it all and mm-hmm. then you can't have water. And then they also give you a liquid that's basically laxative and they're like, you'll just be on the toilet all fucking night just shitting yourself. Like it just clears you out head to toe, uh-huh. right? So I'd been fasting and then I knew I had to take this liquid and at that time in our relationship I was like I cannot you know when it's like fresh and it's like I can't be in that toilet shitting all night this early on in our relationship and I remember being like hey I'm gonna go stay at my mum's tonight and I remember him being like oh is everything okay and I'm like yeah I'm just gonna be non-stop shitting (laughs) (laughs) and so I literally left which was my home and I was like I'm going to stay at my mum's house and my mum wasn't home so mum's like well you can have my room because then I've got the ensuite so I slept in my mum's bed so that I could just be next to the toilet the whole night just constantly shitting and that I and I I did that instead of just actually staying with my partner and using our toilet because I was ashamed of how much I was using it. That's fair though. Sometimes at the start though, it's just like... It's just considerate. Yeah. 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 I haven't taken the wrong prescription drugs or anything, but, and it was literally this year when I, I get really bad hay fever. So I usually have like Zyrtec or something in my bag. Went up to Queensland to stay with my girlfriend up there and I didn't have any and couldn't be bothered going to the shops. And she's like, no, there's some antihistamines in her drug cabinet. And I was like, yeah, cool. Went and got some and it was Phenergan. And I know that I'd heard about it, of it before and I read the packet and stuff and usually if it's not drowsy it'll say not drowsy mm. but it didn't say that but I was like oh but it doesn't say that it's drowsy, drowsy? so I was it like should I don't usually know. give a warning yeah so I called out to my girlfriend and I was just like can I have these or are they gonna make me drowsy and this was at like nine o'clock in the morning and she was like no nah, I'm pretty sure whatever is in there is fine and I was like okay cool pop two of them And then I think we got, I did like half an hour of work and then we ducked out to the shops and went just for a bit of a walk. And I remember literally being like mid walk, like, why am I so tired? And like my eyes were shutting and I was just like, this is so weird. And then I got home and then I was like, I need a nap. I'm like, it's just, I don't know what's going on, but I need a nap. And then I clicked and Mm. I was like, babe, can I have like, are these actually non-drowsy? And she's looked at them and she's like, Oh no, they're definitely drowsy. And I was just like, Thanks, hun. I was like, you really fucked me over here. And she's like, well, you should be able to read the packet. And to be fair, I should have, or I should have just Googled it, but I was just like feeling like shit. You were I'm just like, desperate. just give them to me. Yeah. 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 Oh my I'm gosh. Like, we learn our lessons, don't we? Yeah. 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 Bloody medications. You always have to be careful. All right. I'll read the next one. So 
I was unfortunately never allowed to have my eyebrows done in my last year of primary school. Me either. I wasn't. Were in you? primary school? God, yeah, no. no. I wasn't allowed to wear makeup. I didn't um, really need them done. I don't, oh, I don't know. I was unfortunately never allowed to have my eyebrows done in my last year of primary school. I took it upon myself to use my brand new razor to attempt <gasps> to shape them. I fucked it up, so shaved them off and tried to hide it two days before family photos. Mum gave me the worst fringe of my life and the kids at school noticed and were asking if I had cancer. Mum still reminds almost everyone 20 years later. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I would die. God, you're like 11, 12 years old. You're about to go into high school. It's a time where like shit like that matters and you're walking around with no eyebrows. Oh my god! I wonder how bad their brows actually were. Like, yeah, I wonder I if like they the- were bad or if like. But this it was one of those things where you like your friends are getting their brows waxed and stuff, so yeah. you just want to do it even though you don't really. Yeah, need it. is it like a thing where it's like, oh, I want to be involved, or is it like an insecurity? And I think even in this, this is why like um, parent-child dynamics is so important. Where like giving your children language to to things of like how how to know to bring things up when it's actually something that feels like an insecurity, and you know, creating an environment for them where if there's something that they're going to do anyway, where it's like you actually mm-hmm. don't have a choice, at least bring it to me so we can have a conversation of what that looks like. Mm. Mm. Yep. I've seen this lady actually on TikTok and she gets so much fucking hate, but she's like, I don't care what you say. My daughter's like um, eight and I wax her brows because she had like a hectic uni brow, like yep. really strong. She's <laughs> like, I don't care what you say. You can say I'm a bad mum for waxing her brows, but I think I'm a bad mum, like letting her be like insecure yep. about that. And I'm like, yep, I get it. Yep. I'm I a get bushy-eyed, eyebrowed gal, so I, <laughs> I don't remember if I ever had, like, a monobrow, but I don't know, like, yeah, I would, if I was eight years old, I'd be like, mum, yeah, fix me up. Fix me up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think she's doing the right thing, thing because yeah. I'm like, just because she's Same. doing something young that's changing her daughter's appearance doesn't necessarily mean that her daughter's going to be insecure about mm. what she looks like or something as a repercussion. Like, mm. it's actually, you can just approach it in a way that is yeah completely mm. normal mm. and yeah. especially if she's doing her own as well it can be like well mum does hers and then mum does mine I'm just getting involved like going getting a pedicure together or something yeah yeah, yeah. like your nails aren't disgusting but let's go have a girl's day mm-hmm. have you seen that little girl on TikTok where she does makeup I so, have. so actually, I have. I've seen yeah. I've seen it pop up on I've Instagram. In she, she, let her, she let her daughter start doing makeup when she was like two years old, and people gave her so much shit. And now she's like I don't know four or whatever, and she does makeup by far better than me. Mm-hmm. Oh, easily, and does like, it on her mum as well. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like full makeup artist level, which is just insane. Um, I'll read the next one. So um, this one was short and sweet just in the question box. Um, It says, uploading a recording with my mentor to a work portal instead of my work learning webinar. Rest in peace. That actually is RIP. I actually get RIP vibes from that. Like I'm thinking back to when I work corporate, like imagine me like working corporate, working with a mentor, we have a one-on-one session, film the call. I'm also thinking where I was at at that time, what we were working on and like me trying to upload something in t- for my work and I just fucking uploaded a call with my mentor for everyone and people seeing that, I would want to crawl in a hole. Imagine like someone having to come to you and say, can you check the video that you've just uploaded? Oh, oh my... Body and like, feels- 
imagine if like an email got sent out being like a replay is available because oh like God. I wonder if they were meant to upload it somewhere for themselves or whether they were actually uploading something for work that people needed to see and they've just selected mm, the wrong yep. video. Like I wonder like which way context. it was. Yeah. yeah, I need to know what happened. Did anyone see it? What happened? But not because like there's anything to be ashamed about with someone seeing you have a call with your mentor. Like there's there's nothing in that, but there is a level of just like privacy as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I don't have an embarrassing story, but I will share something that – once happened and this is the time I felt the most shame in my body so it's not a traditional funny embarrassing story it's not funny but it's almost like you know cards against humanity where it's like funny because it's so not fucking funny it's just like fucked so this was when I had just left my corporate job I'd quit my corporate job to go back to study being a personal trainer and whilst doing that I was working in a juice bar so I was like just trying to keep income coming in you know so I was working in a juice bar clocking up my PT hours whatever so the juice bar I worked at was like a little kiosk where it's like it's not a walking cafe like you can't come into it you guys both know tonics at Tully's oh yes yeah so you know how it's like you don't walk into the juice bar you walk up to the kiosk Mm -hmm. counter so there's a counter right so I can't see below when someone's up at the counter and someone comes up and they order like a little juice and a cake and things like that sometimes people just get one thing but they got quite a few things and it was enough that they could have carried technically with their hands but I wasn't really concentrating they ordered I got the items for them and I slid them across the counter and then I was like oh actually I probably maybe should have offered them a bag like we gave bags like honestly like one every 30 orders like it just wasn't really common for someone to ever want a bag so it wasn't top of mind and then I noticed that they um had crutches and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I should have offered you a bag. I didn't notice you were on crutches. And I was like, do you want a bag? And they're like, that would be great. Thank you. So I took the items back, packaged everything up, slid it back over. And when the person walked away, they <laughs> What happened? <laughs> they only had one leg. <laughs> oh my God. And I was in, I wanted to crawl in a hole and die over <laughs> I literally they were like no problems walked away and just imagine like you know that song where it's like what's it say? Hello <laughs> oh, Hello Darkness of my friend. <laughs> That's what I picture because I was just watched them walking away and I was like Oh my god and I was like someone like like I can't I can't you wanted to crawl into a hole (laughs) I wanted to absolutely crawl into a fucking hole I was ashamed I was embarrassed I was like oh my gosh I was like every part of me was like oh if I had have just seen them coming and like but obviously when they came up to the counter I was already making a smoothie so my back to it was them so I didn't see them walk up so when I turned around they were already at the counter didn't even notice their own crutches like yeah so that was my most shameful moment and it's just sat with you all these years later. All these years. Yeah. Do you know what's so funny though? Because I feel like, you know how often people that ha- like are disabled, like physically in a way like that, like they work out how to manage their lives. Like they're good with the circumstances that they're in and they just roll with it. Like they probably didn't even think twice about it. Mm. Like they honestly, yep. you're probably not someone that they would even ever remember because- mm. They were just like, oh yeah, she didn't like, she didn't see that yep. this is whatever. Mm. And also the fact that like, you just apologized and go, oh, sorry, I didn't see your own crutches and did that. Like, they probably just thought you're a kind person. Mm. Like, without pointing out, I'm sorry, I didn't realize you only had one leg. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Oh. But the, a little part of you would die seeing that. Like, how did you oh, miss it? Yeah, I just so wanted innocent. to be like, yeah. And it's funny because it's like I felt like when I realized that the person had a, had a need, i.e., they couldn't use, you know, their they couldn't carry the items because they were on crutches. You know, I was willing to accommodate for that straight away. But it's also just like, you know, when it's like you just want to show people like more grace or like consideration of like, <clears throat> yeah, it's just. Do you know what though? Like they probably just wanted you to treat them like any other person though. Mm. Like it might have actually been more uncomfortable for them if you had have noticed and said, oh my God, can I carry it out to your car for you when you're going above and beyond than you mm. would for a normal person? Mm. Yeah. D- a disability is such an interesting one because I also feel like it comes down person to person as well where some yep. people are like, oh, how could you not just like go the extra mile to help me or support me? And then other people are like, don't want that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it just really comes down to the individual, doesn't it? Yep. It's the same with like fem- feminism kind of stuff. Like for one woman, a guy opening a car door for her is really sexy. And for another woman, that's like, I can fucking do it myself. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's interesting. Yep. Like things are just so personalized. All yeah. you can do is just try to be a kind person for yeah. whatever you think is kind. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I have a story. I really wasn't sure about even bringing this up because like it's it's embarrassing. It's funny. It was years ago so I can laugh back on it now. You look a little bit nervous telling us. I am too. like yeah. my heart if you could <laughs> feel I can it right see, this now. Is, this is a big share for you. I can tell. <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to say this. <laughs> so this happened with my partner at the time and – I swore him to secrecy and said, this is going to the grave with us. So, And now I'm you're telling it to a thousand people on a podcast. Yeah, My heart's racing. Okay. I'm going to paint the picture for you all. So um, it was a Saturday night. I was going out with my partner and his friends and we were going out drinking. I wasn't a big drinker, but it was kind of like in a binge drinking era type thing where I'd probably have like six or more drinks or whatever. So... I was going out on a Saturday night. I had recently just come off the contraceptive pill. So um, my cycle was kind of all over the place. And I was like, I was used, like, I was just, it was a bloodbath the last few months to say the <laughs> least. Like it was like with pains, but then also like just all the things. And so I was going out on a Saturday night. I was due for my cycle on the Sunday. And I was like, oh my God, imagine if it comes early. I'm drinking, I'm not going to be in like full awareness. And I was wearing like a dress. So I was like, oh, I'm going to like edge to the caution side and I'll just put a tampon in before I go. So in case anything happens and I'm not aware of what's going on because I was like drinking or whatever, at least I'm safe. You're safe. I so like I would have done the same. I will. I, th- I was like, oh, is this good or bad? Like looking back now, prob- I, I don't know. But do you know what? We did it. So I put a tampon in, went about the night. It was awesome. Great. Got home. The next day I woke up at my partner's place and I was like, oh shit, I forgot to take my tampon out. So I had it in all night, slept in it all night, which I would do every now and then anyway, but like it was in for a long time. So I get up, go to the bathroom and I'm trying to take my tampon out. And I was like, that's weird. I can't even find that string. What the hell? Like this has never happened before. And then I was like reaching around in there like... (laughs) I had my legs in like all positions like it was I was in like a powder room so I had my leg like up on the bench and I'm like bending down like getting all in there I'm like where the fuck is this string could not find it and I was like could it like does it go up somewhere where where?" 
How? And then I was, I go back to bed, like freaking out, jump on my phone, Dr. Google. I'm Googling, what do you do when you can't find your tampon mm. inside you? What do I do if I've lost the string? That's basically saying like, you need to relax. You just need to stop being so stressed. You need to let your body do its thing. One of the recommendations was to go for a shower. So I'm like, all right, I'll go for a shower. Go jump in the shower. I'm in the shower again, basically like legs in the air, hands everywhere, trying to find this tampon. I cannot. I'm like, I'm grabbing everywhere. And I'm like, what am I going to do? I've got to tell my partner I can't get my fucking tampon out. I was like, nah, I'm messaging my girlfriend. So I'm texting back and forth. I'm like, I can't find my tampon. It's stuck in me somewhere. Like, I literally can't reach it. What do I do? And she's like, you're going to have to get him to help you. Like, get him to get a pair of tongs or something. (laughs) And I'm like, I can't. I cannot. And she's like, you're going to have to. Like, it'll be up there. But the string's obviously... I don't know, detached or something throughout the night and you just don't, it's not there. And I was like, oh my God. So I get out of the shower, I go back to his room, I hop in bed and I was like, I couldn't even lay down. I was just like sitting up and he rolls over and he's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, no, nothing. And he's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, no, no, no. And then I like almost had like tears in my eyes from shame. I was like, what am I going to do? Like my hands are shaking even telling this story. <laughs> And then I said to, I explained what happened. I said, I can't get my tampon out. And he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, it won't come. And he's like, can't you just like squat and just like, "Mm." and I'm like, we're not fucking chickens. Like I'm not going to body squat a tampon out. And then I'm like, I don't know what to do. And then so we called the nurse on call. But I was like, by this point, I was borderline tears. So I'm like, you're going to have to speak. So he spoke to the nurse on call. He called her up. And then he's like, hi, so my girlfriend's got a tampon stuck in her and can't get it out. (laughs) And then she's like, okay, is your girlfriend there? And he's like, yeah. So she put me on the phone and she's like, how long has it been in for? And I'm like, at least 16 hours. Like I'm trying to count back. And she's like, "Uh, you need to go to emergency right now. And I was like, oh shit. Okay. So we get dressed and then we're about to go to emergency. And then he's like, do you know what? we might be sitting in this emergency for hours. I'm really hungry. Can we get some food first? And I'm like, I feel sick. The last thing I want to do is eat. eat. But he's like, I really want food. And I'm like, okay. So we go to a cafe, not just a drive through McDonald's. We go sit down at a cafe, order food. He orders like a freaking burger or whatever, eats his whole meal. I'm sitting there with nothing because the last thing I could do was eat. Feeling so anxious eats his meal, we get to emergency, we're sitting in the waiting room, waiting for a little while, then it's my turn and I'm like, come with me and he's like, I'm not coming with you, I'll wait out here and I'm like, no, no, please come with me and he's like, Nat, you'll be fine, I'll be in the waiting room and I'm like, okay. So, I go into the treatment room, I explain to the lady what's happened and then she gets like, I get undressed, for anyone that's had a pap smear, you know, the whole contraption thing, they lubed it up, shoved it in me, (laughs) expanded me. And she's literally like looking, my legs are up and she's looking for this tampon and then she's like, I'm really sorry, it's terrible lighting in this room, do you mind if we go into another one? And I'm like, okay. So, takes the contraption out, I've got lube and shit all over me, I clean that up, put my pants on, go to another treatment room, she puts her gloves on again, shoves it back in me, she's got a torch and her head like down underneath and she's like, 
I can't find this tampon. Are you sure you put one in? And I'm like, yeah, I definitely put one in, but it has been a long time. Like maybe it's, I don't know, gone up somewhere else. And then she's like, no, love, there's nothing here. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, you must have taken it out. I'm like, no, like I would remember. But I mean, I'd had a bit to drink. And then I was like, I was just mortified. I was like, so this whole ordeal, I've had my hands everywhere. I've had people's hands everywhere. And then I get dressed. I walk out and literally like sprint to my partner. And I'm like, come on, let's go. And he's like, is everything okay? I'm like, yep, 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 let's just go. And he's like, what happened? I'm like, no, 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 we're all good. And then we get out. And then he's like, what happened? And I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) And then I'm like, so... She couldn't find anything. And he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, maybe I took it out without remembering. <laughs> do you know what? That's the most embarrassing part. You getting a, you getting a tampon stuck up your fucking vagina. That's not That's not even embarrassing. I feel like that's, that's happened. I know multiple people that's mm. happened to. But you having a lady fucking put a lubricated pap smear device, a torch, have her fucking hands up your vagina. In two different treatment rooms. I've gone I through my like partner that and violated my things basically. <laughs> basically, you just violated by some... own stupidity. <laughs> because oh my there was God. nothing in there. I know someone who has had a had a ta- had a tampon in, and then well, actually, no. What happened was basically to fast forward things. They. Um, I don't know if this is my story to share, but they're also anonymous, so I guess it's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Um, they had started getting a bit of a smell from their vagina, and they were like, "Why does my fucking like yep. pussy stink? Like, what's going on? I must have like a fucking STD, whatever." Anyway, so long story short, I'm gonna cut cut the story short. Went to the doctors, was like, "Something's wrong. Like, I think I might have like an STD, something going on down there, fucking yeast infection. Like, my fucking fanny smells." Anyway, so the doctors looking around, whatever, pulls out a tampon, and goes, "Well." And the tampon was rank, like was like, how long has this tampon been in there? And she was like, oh my God, not only had she put a tampon in and forgot about it, she'd had sex, had someone blow in her, f- kept going and forgetting about it. So this fucking cummed up tampon. <laughs> oh my God. This cummed up tampon had been in her body for like <laughs> two to three days. And then they, they took it out. Oh my god! Oh Is my that not traumatizing? Yes. I was like, I, I'm sorry that happened to you. Yeah, I know someone that had a tampon and forgot that they had a tampon in, and then like it was in for weeks. Like it came around to like, I think she must have, I don't know, she must have bled again. Like her full cycle came around again, and she was trying to put a tampon in and couldn't work out why it was hurting her so much and then realized because she already had one rammed right up there so lucky like that they don't get like toxic what's it called toxic shock syndrome oh it's nearly surprising that after that time they can't like or like it'd be interesting whether she had a bit of an odor or something going on down there like well it's it's funny because um speaking of like periods I remember like I whilst I've always used not always that's a lie but for the last couple of years organic tampons organic products and things like that I always felt that using like organic tampons and stuff was fine for me and I was all for it and then I think I might have had this conversation with you girls where I was like okay I'm gonna try the the period underwear thing Mm -hmm. like everyone's getting on the period underwear thing I'm gonna give it a go and I tried it and I wore them for like the day and then by the time I got to the end of the day, I was like, I kind of don't want to put 
a tampon back in and I was like okay but I have to I only had one pair so my next cycle I bought more pairs so I had three so I could like start rotating and I was like rotating but I would obviously the start of the day wore one change them for that night and then obviously the next day I went through so in two days I'd basically been through three pairs and then at the night of the second night I was like I don't want to put a fucking tampon in it. And it was so weird because I'd never had, never felt anything wrong with, with tampons ever before that. And then once I started free bleeding in the period underwear, the thought of putting something back up my vagina, it was Mm. like my whole intuition and my whole body was like, please don't do that. Like, Mm. don't do that. And so what I started doing was, um, I would just wash them as soon as they'd worn them, they would go in the wash, um, and like reusing them. And I think like, I have like four pairs now maybe because it's like, I just, I can't I don't want to wear one tampon my whole cycle if I don't have to but like obviously if I'm like going to the gym or something I'm probably going to put in a cup or a tampon for like the hour because I'm not going to wear period undies to the gym I'm not there yet then they're a bit too nanny like I I've got four pairs as well that I rotate and love them because I'm just like almost not that I feel yuck about putting a tampon in but I'm just kind of lazy mm. <laughs> like it's just easy mm. um but you can't like wear them with like gym leggings or something because you'd see the line like it's not a g-string yeah. type yeah thing, so. it's a bit yeah. it's a bit chunky yeah so I just like but if you've got trackies and stuff on it's yep. just not even a thing yep. yeah Interesting. I feel like we've covered a lot today we've covered shitting our pants cummed up tampons Vomiting period undies, vomit swearing in front of lots of grade three-year-olds yeah coming down the swing yeah shaved eyebrows <laughs> Well, we hoped you guys enjoyed this episode. I think it's just fun for us sometimes to bring episodes to you that they're not teaching and educational. Like you can just plug in and have a bit of entertainment and we all lack a little bit of entertainment sometimes. So thank you for for tuning in. If you love these episodes, make sure you get involved in them. Like make sure you follow the Jesse Williams podcast Instagram or you join our free Facebook community. When we drop the spill the tea question boxes and things like that, get all up in there, get all up in those boxes, give us your answers, ask the questions. Like this is like our episodes and, and how funny they are how interactive they are how vulnerable they are whatever how entertaining they are it actually depends on you guys like it depends on the questions you ask and the shares that you're willing to drop in so it is absolutely our community which is making or breaking these episodes so we love when you get involved so please make sure that you do with future episodes as well and we will see you in the next one love you guys. guys